Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply story continues. Standing in her usual place at one of the mangles in the prison laundry, Kit Calvert glanced up from her work to the clock on the wall. In just a few minutes, she would be going over to Hathaway House to see Mrs. Emerson, who was superintendent of the state prison for women at Three Falls. Though Ben Calvert's daughter welcomed the opportunity to get away from work, she wasn't particularly interested in the appointment for which she herself had asked. Starting a class. Imagine my doing that. Maybe I won't have to. Or at least I won't have to for very long. I'll be out of here. Dr. Whitney will see to that. You will unless I'm... No, I don't think I'm wrong about him. But teaching... Well, there's no help for it. It was Dr. Whitney's idea. And if he needs that to convince him that I'm not as self-centered as I was... I'd scrub floors, do anything. But to have to bother with this crummy lot here... Maybe Mrs. Emerson won't okay the idea. Ah, no, she probably will. She'll probably decide it's just what the girls need. That'll be so beneficial to them. Who cares what happens to them? But anyway, whether Mrs. Emerson okays the idea or not, it should at least make a lovely impression on her. But Kit Calvert didn't realize that it wasn't the idea for a class which the prison superintendent would be passing on today. It was Kit herself who was to be judged. She didn't know that Sarah Emerson had made up her mind that after she saw Kit today, she was going to decide whether or not her interviews with Dr. Whitney would be continued. And if Mrs. Emerson decided that they shouldn't be, all of Kit's plans for using Dr. Whitney would come to nothing. Now, as Kit enters Mrs. Emerson's office... Hello there, Kit. Good morning, Mrs. Emerson. Sit down, won't you? Thank you. How about some coffee? I was just going to have a cup. I'd love one, Mrs. Emerson. Green? Sugar? No, thank you. <laughs> Wise young lady. Here you are. Thank you. It smells wonderful. Well, kid, I understand you want to start a class here. I don't know what you'd call it exactly. I understand your ideas to give instruction in makeup, etiquette, how to dress becomingly, that sort of thing. Yes. Only I can't claim credit for the idea. Dr. Whitney suggested it to me. Yes. I know. He told me. I'm awfully anxious to get started if you approve of the idea, Mrs. Emerson. Why do you want to teach this class, kid? Why? 
I guess it does sound silly, doesn't it? Now, if I could teach a trade, dressmaking or some language, that would be something really worthwhile. But I've never led a particularly worthwhile or constructive sort of life, Mrs. Emerson. How to dress, how to make polite chit-chat, that sort of thing is all I know. Besides, I, I do feel there's a need for it. When your personal appearance is attractive, when you have poise, it's much easier to get a job, and a better job than you'd ordinarily get. <laughs> or at least so the articles tell me. I see. I suppose the idea sounds silly to you. No, no, not at all. Well, I'll tell you, kid. I know that up until now you've held yourself rather aloof from the other inmates. I know, too, that actually you do have very little in common with most of the women here. So I'm a little surprised at your eagerness to start this class. I wonder if you aren't more interested in making a good impression than in doing something to help your fellow inmates. What's wrong in wanting to make a good impression, Mrs. Emerson, to counteract a bad one? The purpose of this prison isn't just to punish, but to rehabilitate, isn't that right? Yes. Well, frankly, I don't care if you question my motives or not, just so long as you let me teach the class. My reasons aren't entirely unselfish. I want to do this because it'll help me, too. When you've never given anything to anyone in your whole life, when you realize at my age that your character is a, a wretched, selfish thing, there's a fear that comes along with that realization. A fear that perhaps you don't know how to give, that you're incapable of it. That's why I need this. Why I want this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it can probably be arranged, kid. Suppose you make an outline for me of the subjects you want to discuss, how you intend to present the course, then bring it to me and I'll take it up with Colonel Pearson. Thank you. You know, it's very gratifying to me to see you like this, kid. You look so much better than when you were first admitted here. I feel better. The talks with Dr. Whitney have helped you, haven't they? Oh, yes. Yes, and I think this class would be the final solution for you, kid. Since you're really enthusiastic about it. To keep your mind occupied. And it should put an end to those fears that I understand have been bothering you. Yes, I think so. In that case, I feel that it won't be necessary for you to continue seeing Dr. Whitney. You... You mean you're going to stop my interview? I'm thinking about it. I've talked to the doctor, kid, and from what he says, I don't think there's anything really wrong with you. You need assurance, I understand that. It seems to me now that the assurance must come from you. And Dr. Whitney is a very overworked young man, as it is. Did... did he suggest the interviews be stopped? No. No, he'd work 30 hours if there were that many in a day. And besides, I believe he takes a very personal interest in your case. A personal interest? Well, that's news to me, Mrs. Emerson. Oh? As a matter of fact, Dr. Whitney has always seemed to me to be a very clinical sort of person. Completely impersonal, as most doctors are, and well, I've been glad for it. Why? Because when you know someone is being completely objective, you trust his judgment more. When he tells me something, I believe it. I suppose I shouldn't ask this. I'm so grateful to him, I wouldn't want to be a burden, but please, let me continue seeing him, Mrs. Emerson. 
I have such a long way to go. And on top of everything else, I have the memory of the time I spent in the sanitarium. My mental illness. Oh, you don't know how it hangs over me, Mrs. Emerson. I keep thinking, suppose I'm still too weak. Suppose I haven't the backbone to cope with reality when I get outside again. Suppose my mind takes that way of escape as it did before. Can't you imagine a little what it's like to have that sort of feeling hanging over you? If I'm able to come out of this prison, make anything of myself at all, it'll be thanks to Dr. Whitney and the courage he's given me. Well, kids, I'll think it over, and then we'll see. We'd better get back to work now. Come in. You wanted to see me, Mrs. Emerson? Oh, yes, Dr. Whitney. Come in. Sit down. Oh, thanks. I talked to Kit Calvert earlier this morning. Oh. Did you come to any decision? Yes, I did. I'll back you up next time I talk with Colonel Pearson. I think I can explain well enough to the warden to make him realize that it's essential to continue your work with a girl. Satisfied? I'm a little surprised to hear you say that, Mrs. Emerson. <laughs> well, Dr. Whitney, in spite of all my years in this sort of work, I don't pretend to be infallible. It's not easy to fool me, but it can be done. I don't think this girl's pretending. She seems to pin all her hopes on you. After all, when she leaves here, we want her to have a healthy, normal, and happy life. These interviews with you are going to ensure that I won't take them away from her. As for my real concern, the thing that had me worried... Well, Kit took care of that herself when she told me how objective and impersonal we were. What do you mean? She's a very unusual woman, and a very beautiful one. No man could be blamed for becoming interested in her. And frankly, I was a little afraid that you had. Dr. Whitney sensed that Mrs. Emerson was waiting for him to confirm what she had said. All the speeches that rushed into the doctor's mind sounded feeble, false, so he merely shrugged. But a moment later, as he got up and left the room, Dr. Ray Whitney openly admitted something to himself. He knew he shouldn't continue to see Miss Calvert. He knew he was deceiving Mrs. Emerson. But he promised himself that no one would ever know, not even Kit herself, how much she had come to mean to him. Do you really think, Dr. Whitney, that you can keep that promise? 